welcome in Thursday night football special live edition. It's the churn with your co-host, the commish and your other co-host at Connor Bods. We're sounding the horn. Where is Kyler Murray's rushing? Welcome in Connor. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Um, Kyler Murray, his rushing. I don't know, man. Do you think he's hurt? Hurt or injured? Or is it the play calling? What is it going to be? What are we going to What are we going to figure out here? Can I do C, all of the above? He takes probably, C. What if the play calling sucks now because Kyler is banged up, so he's calling what he knows Kyler can physically do? Okay, but if oh. all Kyler Murray can throw is the out route to DeAndre Hopkins, what happened to his, his route running ability? We don't have slants. We don't have drag routes across the middle. Where's the creativity there? I don't like seeing graphics that my guys aren't running the right plays on offense. It worries me. It really does. I'm also a little bit worried about – I saw Hopkins is running like 90 – like high 90-something percent of his routes from the left – like spot the left uh receiver spot and he's like not moving inside the slot to the other side of the field yeah i don't know if he's always been like that dating back to his time in houston um but i'm wondering if that's playing a role as well where it's hey maybe like kingsbury is supposed to be the super creative guy maybe let's move hopkins around a little bit like obviously he's a stud he's a plus matchup in any matchup he's going up against outside of ramsey um but i'm wondering maybe putting him inside the slot uh, we'll get them kind of some easier looks. I don't know if it makes a difference putting them out on the right side of the field. I feel like any of those really good corners are just going to follow him anyway. Um, mm. But putting him in the slot might be able to. I feel like it also makes it easier for Kyler, too, if you put him in the slot because it's quicker release. He doesn't have to throw it as far out to the numbers. It could be more stuff just right in the middle of the field, right in front of him. Yeah. When you play Madden, who's your favorite player to throw to on the field? The so slot. Yeah, the slot guy. I thought you were asking, and I was ready to say John Ross. but No, no, but it's the slot because it's right in the center of your screen. It's You always know he's going to be – someone's going to be open running out of the slot. It just makes sense. There's so much more versatility running out of the slot. You get your seams, your seams, your corners, your out routes, your hedges, and you can still run, like, at, at anything, right? Hopkins is a player that needs to be moving around. We're obviously not the coaches. We could be, we're not, but that's what we're doing. We're sounding the alarm on the churn this Thursday night with football about to be kicking off. It's Rams Patriots and, uh, you know, big week. We had some playoffs locked in, in the pot, in the dynasty. We have a couple matchups finishing up this week for the butter. It's going to be a good show. Uh, Connor, tell me, tell me how you're feeling overall season wise. And as we wind down here, what you're most looking forward to this week. So most looking forward to this week um, would probably be the new Kid Cudi album tomorrow. I assume, though, you mean football-wise. So if we're talking football-wise, I'm excited to see what the Giants can do against Kyler. Um, I'm shocked right now with how the NFC East is playing. Yeah. Um, but I feel like my teams have kind of gone downhill a little bit as the Giants have really kind of ramped it up. Hey, that my, happens. They snip-snap. Yeah. It's all of a sudden now in butter. I'm in fifth. Obviously, in the two dynasty leagues, Mega and Dynasty, I wasn't very good this year. Um, made a made a nice trade, I think, in Dynasty, which will put me in a good spot for next year. But we'll talk about that a little bit more later on in the show. But 
I'm bummed out though that playoffs are starting. Like obviously uh, it's fun, but it's like you're it's reminding you, hey man, like you're in the last third of the season now. Like it yeah, sucks. yeah. We we've definitely reached the the tipping point. Every year fantasy flies by, football flies by. I'm excited. I'm excited about this year though, because we have something to look forward to in the off season. When you guys stick around with us after the year, we're going to be breaking down basically just like your day trading of dynasty football, watching, watching player stocks, seeing who's trending in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to do a lot of rookie coverage, you know, so we might not have too much for you tonight, but I, I, this is uh, something that we're going to be thinking about long haul here. Um, and while we're on the topic of things we're excited for, um, outside of podcasting and football, playing a little golf tomorrow morning with, with Vin steal the show and APD. Uh, so maybe I get some interview, maybe some poll quotes from Andy, uh, out in the range tomorrow. Yeah. Big game for him. Yeah. Big game. He'll, he'll be highlighted in the melting pot this week. Now who's the best golfer out of that group, out of that, that bunch, you Vin and APD. All right, so I just started playing golf this year, so I'm not going to be the best at anything when it comes to to golf. I think I've definitely improved, but long way to go. Long way to go out in links, Um, APD, and that'll be supported by playing with Andy, Um, not EJ, but I've never played with Andy. I'm assuming he's going to just be great, and Ben, you know, is your your, your average 30-year-old golfer, you know, he's going to get out there. He's going to get his matters. strokes in and we're going to have a, we're going to have a good day. It's a, it's what we call a U day at indeed.com. So the office is out. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The whole office is closed and um, that's definitely something that I'm most looking forward to is the three day weekend. There we go. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else I know. We wanted to kind of talk about the NFC East a little bit. And I know that, you always kind of rag on me a little bit for constantly bringing up the giants, but I think now they deserve like the whole NFC East, including the football team. Oh yeah. Like they deserve some talking about too. It's a, um, what a division. I really can't believe one that the giants won that game with Colt McCoy. Yeah. But they were, they were the better team that whole game. I I'm with you now. I have not watched a ton of Russ outside of red zone. He did. He did not look good. I don't know if he was holding on to the ball for too long. I know the offensive line lately has been awful for them. But I feel like the line has never been good for Russ since he's been there. Look, something is, has happened. And I think right away, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up Pat Mahomes again to, mm-hmm. to, and you'll, and you'll get why in a second when I'm explaining my thought process here. Look, it's football. We're playing, we're, we're watching the best of the best prepare every week out on the field, they're going to watch film. They're going to make adjustments. They're good football players. These are good defenses that they're playing against. Somewhere in the film, there's a fly in the ointment. Kyler Murray, where's the rushing? Maybe he's hurt. Maybe the coaching play calling is stale. Something's going on with the Seahawks and the way that they're playing offense. Defenses, give credit to them. They've caught on. They've yeah, studied. Yeah, defense and, has been a lot better. And they're scheming, Right. And where does that lead back to? It just leads back to the roads that the Chiefs are just unbeatable because you can't figure them out and you can't stop them. And you can't watch film and say, okay, here's what we're going to do to stop Tyreek Hill because then you're going to get beat by Travis Kelsey. Um, Their special teams play is unbelievable. And 
They got the best kicker in football. They got a good running game. And then they got Pat Mahomes. So good luck. So I, I was actually going to say their one weakness, I think, is their run game. I don't I, think so. I just don't I feel think like they it, just hasn't, I, it just hasn't been that good lately. Now, I know they were able to throw the ball, and you can do that when you have Mahomes. Also, I want to say right now, Cam Akers is the starting running back. Um, oh, go, 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 go. Yo, yo, my man, he's in, just ripped off a 30-yard run. Hell yeah, that's hey. huge. So a minute in, up to 30 yards rushing, so that's cool. I was very worried he wasn't going to be the starting back. Now, back to what I was saying about the Chiefs. I've CEH been struggling for a couple of weeks now. Bell still looks kind of washed. Um, and I, they've had a lot of injuries across that offensive line on the interior. And obviously they're missing their starting guard. Who's the, um, he's a doctor, um, DuVernay, Laurent, whatever his name is, the, the guy from Canada. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, not off the top of my head. Nope. So he is, um, I mean, he's an awesome guy. He's being a doctor right now, rather than playing in the NFL, dealing with COVID. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Him, yep. yeah Semele got hurt. So they're struggling running the ball, I think. And I don't think you can slow down Mahomes, but come playoff time, these defensive coordinators are smart. They're more locked in during the playoffs. You see it every year. I just, I wouldn't be shocked if someone is able to kind of slow them down and then they don't really have a good running game to lean on. I don't think it's likely Chiefs are still right now my favorite for the Super Bowl, but just want to kind of put that little nugget out there. Mm. Good insight from Connor. Um, obviously, we have live football on just a different, little bit of a different atmosphere. Um, so occasionally we'll maybe chip in a play or two from the game. Um, I don't, are you ahead of me in terms of the stream? What are you watching on? Um, no, I'm on NFLnetwork.com right now. Clock is at 12:34. I'm ticking. I'm third and goal. So. Okay, so I'm ahead of you. I okay. think I won't spoil for you uh, if you don't want me to. No, that's fine. Um, you can do it. It's on the pod. Who cares? It's on the pod. Yep. So headed into Week 14, two out of our three leagues. Obviously headed into the playoffs. Butter's going to be wrapping up this week. Um, let's talk standings. Okay, well, before we jump into any recaps in the games, Connor Boddington, ladies and gentlemen, he's not missing the the weeks that we missed in terms of the picks because somebody tied it up and that that might be you. Can you can you break it down? How do we do this week? Yep. So I went 12 and five in my picks. Um, I went six and oh in Dynasty, three and two in Butter, three and three in Melting Pot. Just kind of got a chip away, got that perfect week in Dynasty, which was always nice. You went nine and eight. I think you were probably better than me in melting and butter, but that six and oh is huge. Um, so right now we're tied at 117 and 70. Uh, we missed week one. We missed week 12. So it's just kind of um, it's nice to see. Good to see that I was able to come back after you had that big lead, I feel like, at the beginning. Did they? Oh, Goff. Ooh. Looks like a little court, quarterback sneak there. Um, sneak hey, sneak. if you notice who's behind him in the backfield on fourth and goal, that's not Cam Akers. It's a not Cam Akers sighting. Uh, Malcolm Brown there. That's fine. I, I last, get it. Last thing when we're talking about the NFC East, Drunk JD is going to be getting a spark maybe in the quarterback position, Jalen Hurts taking over the sorry, sorry Eagles. They are not flying this year. What's your thoughts on on Hurts? So, okay, 
I, as you guys know, I'm a Giants fan. Mike Dusler, who is in Dynasty League with me, is one of my best friends, and he is a huge Eagles fan. How we've been friends for this long is pretty funny, all things considered. But I, talking with him, he is very, very upset by everything that's been going on. Um, anytime I have any questions about the Eagles, I always go to him. He really knows, kind of, he's very tuned in with them. Um, he says that pretty much Wentz has stunk this year, but puts all the blame on Dougie P and Howie Roseman, the GM, um, saying that drafting Hurts was always a bad decision because it, you put a lot of unnecessary pressure on the Wentz. And then it's also the fact that there's been a like a rotation going in at the offensive line and at receiver making it very hard for him to succeed. And then that also Peterson is just not calling good plays for him. Um, yeah. He was talking about how Hurts, he had that rollout play, like a designed yeah. rollout. He said that they haven't called one of those for once at all this year. Hurts gets in, calls it, and then they make a big play out of it. And it's something like that where I feel like there really wasn't much creativity. I think you had to make the move. Um, this is going back to my thoughts now. I think you had to make that move. Wentz is done in Philly. And it, it sucks Do you know how see. much money they owe him if he doesn't suit up? A lot. It's a lot of money. It's he, so a they lot signed him, and yeah. deal hasn't kicked in yet. So it kicks in next year. His dead cap number is like sixty million or something. Like it, they're yeah. in an awful spot, which again just doesn't make sense. Okay, why are you going to draft a quarterback in the second round when you have Wentz on this big contract? Like I understand. Oh, we wanted our Taysom Hill. Oh, Carson gets hurt a lot, but it's like I don't know. I don't. It, if Hertz was not on the roster, I don't know if they would have switched. Like if they didn't draft someone in the second round, I don't think they make the switch at quarterback. It also doesn't help that Hertz was a very, very prolific player in college, being at both Alabama and Oklahoma competing for national titles. So he's just been a winner. Yeah. Wherever he goes. Like in from all like accounts, he's very much like just a class act. So I'm more worried now about the Eagles, though, with Hertz than Wentz. Um, I think Wentz is He's broken. I think he's going to go to another team and potentially be good again. Um, I'm of the common thought that Indy, for him to reunite with Frank Reich, um, hmm. who I think is the main kind of reason for the magic during that Super Bowl MVP season, not so much Dougie P, which is not, again, that's not a common, I mean, that's not like a hot take or anything to say that. Um, but again, I, I'm. I think they're going to be better off right now with Hertz than with Wentz. I assume. How are you feeling? I know I kind of rambled on there for a little bit about the Eagles. That's okay. Hey, we're in Connor's thoughts, everybody. Remember that. I always think that a little shakeup provides a spark. Now they're going to win football games. Maybe not. I don't think that trend is all, all of a sudden going to flip for them. But a little spark. Maybe. Maybe players are feeling a little bit more competitive, more motivated. You know. Nobody's job is safe. Maybe Miles Sanders says, oh, shit, I got to start breaking tackles or, you know, moving around. Boston Scott runs hard and, you know, he, he's going to have trouble fighting him off for for all of his touches because he runs hard every time he gets the football. So that's what I'm hoping for is a little bit of a shakeup and uh, a little bit of a better atmosphere down the stretch run, especially because I'll be sponsoring a lot of Eagles in my melting pot run. Um any anything else that we we missed on here? We're gonna dive into a lot of good playoff matchups. We're gonna be taking a look at a lot of good stuff. 
what uh what do you got on tap for you that's it for me in general talk i'm very excited to kind of get into these leagues and start talking about the playoffs as well as uh pretty much a pseudo playoff matchup that we have in the butter association yeah good segue while we're energized we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna dive right into the butter association still week 14 still regular season there we're gonna give it our best shot and we're gonna break it down we'll see you in one minute all right, welcome back to the churn. Connor and Kamish watching some live football. Cam Akers getting a lot of run, looking very well tonight. It's the Butter Association, one of the last lightning rounds of the year. It's week 13. Run it through. Brucey's bunch, 116 over the Kamish, 95. Where's the Kamish, Ben? Find out soon. Bill Cosby sleepers 110 over worst team ever. That's Connor Bods. 96 puts him on the bubble in week 14. Hut Hut came in 107 over D's is 73. D's last place was not his year. I think he's definitely in the, in the running for last place. Sproles tied 111.8 over 110.06 against the Grinders. Spoils the Grinders shot at 12 wins this season. Last but not least, Big B and the rest, 139.9 over a healthy lead over 73. That's from the Mahomes bunch. Wrap it up, week 13. Welcome back in. It's playoff season. How are you doing? You look like you're in deep thought over there. I'm just watching the Rams. I was really hoping that I wouldn't have to worry about this week. (laughs) And that I was in the playoffs. I really thought I was going to be. I know I picked Luke. I really didn't – I know we talked about all the different scenarios. I didn't really realize there was one where I would be the five seed. Um, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm now the five seed. So, turns out scoring under 100 points for your first seven games is not an ideal way to play a fantasy season. No, and it turns out that scoring like 130 a week for the first seven weeks of the season is how you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, I could f- fall eight and six here, but a healthy margin – in the part in the points for department, it's going to make things okay for us here. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also didn't. So just to kind of talk about my team a little bit here, it's like, we didn't really talk about it in the pregame, but like Josh Jacobs is hurt. Antonio Gibson is hurt. I have a must win game. Galladay probably isn't back. So there are a lot of fantasy owners right now who are looking around like Gibson carried a lot of people to the playoffs and you probably aren't going to have them. Like, I don't know when we see him again. It sounds like they're saying he has a chance to play this week. I don't think we see him for another two weeks. Look, players more times than not this year are going on IR for three weeks. I'm worried about that. I really am. I'm worried about that for, for Gibson. Um, Just kind of just saying, Hey, let's shut you down and keep you healthy. Right. It's a a long-term play for them. They don't want him to be banged up for a while or re-injure that thing. That's what I'm most worried about. Maybe I'm way wrong, and he's really not as bad as, as we think, but that's my biggest fear. So, I mean, Ron Rivera, he hasn't ruled him out yet. I can't so believe that. I, it's crazy. I feel like it would be. Like, I feel like he would have been, with how everyone was talking after the game, he would have been ruled out instantly, but he hasn't been. So, Are you playing him in fantasy, standard half PPR, whatever it is, if he's in? Probably not now. With, with I want to stay away. 
Who are they playing? The Chiefs? San Fran. Oh, San Fran. I love San Fran's defense this week, by the way. Yeah. I've made a couple. Alex, is Alex Smith going to turn the ball over? I feel like he doesn't. He's back to being Alex Smith. Maybe not. Just very, very. Is that a 16-yard catch by Cam Akers? This is yes, basically. He's at 99 yards already. This is a Cam Akers live stream is what this is. Um, let's talk. Let's talk butter. We're in the butter. I think we're still in the butter. Churning yes, it out. It's going to be silky smooth. Really, only scenarios this week. Three teams fighting for two more playoff scenarios. Hut Hut came in, leads the way at eight and five. And then Big B and the rest leads the seven and six bunch with the points for worst team ever, period. On the bubble here. And you face Cayman, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Lapia, HHC. Good segue. Should we dive in? So I was just going to say real quick, if we wanted to kind of lay out the different scenarios, it mainly comes down to if Mikey beats me this week, Mikey's in um, and Dan is in as well, regardless of if he wins or loses, because he has me by 86 points in the points for category. And so I'm, if I'm losing, I'm not being, I'm not scoring enough to make up ground for 86 points. Now, if I win and beat Mikey, Mikey can still get in, but he then needs Dan to lose. So if Dan loses this week and I win, me and Mikey are both in. If I beat Mikey and then Dan wins, Dan is in because he has more points scored than Mikey. So I wow. think I got that. I know I broke my brain a little bit earlier. I think I just made that as concise as possible. Oh, let me just cut in and say something about Connor breaking his brain this year. I Look, we get it. It's been a classic overthinking session, I think, every week by you on the pod. Melting pot, I got the buy. I told you I wasn't worried. The week rolled over. Commissioner advanced the week to week 14. I got the buy. Sleeper wasn't going to mess up. We're okay. We're okay. Take a deep breath with me. Everything's going to be okay. But what he ironed out is a sick situation because all three teams that we just named have a chance to miss the playoffs. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's like they're all reasonable. Like they're all – the one who I feel best about, I feel like, would be Dan because it's like, hey, if I win, I'm in, which is how it is for him. Yeah. He's like, I just need to control it. For me, it's the same thing. If I win, I'm in. Mikey, he's like, if I lose, I could still get in, which obviously is the more ideal spot, but it would be easier to kind of go in there with a clear head knowing, hey, if I win, I'm in. If I lose, I'm out and I'm done. Like, it's better, I think, to go into the playoffs coming off a win than a loss, even though it really does not matter. Agreed. Definitely doesn't matter in terms of the realm of fantasy because the the landscape changes as soon as the week advances. But yeah. when we take a look at this game right now, Vegas has Connor pretty heavily favored. Line. Yeah, this is also a live line. Uh, just so you guys know, we're going to go through who's playing at the moment. So right now, there's 5-16 left in the first quarter. Um, it's 10 nothing Rams. I'm starting Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, Rams defense. Mikey is starting Damian Harris, as well as the New England defense. So I'm currently winning 20.2 to 4.1. So that's obviously like heavily swaying the line. I have the Rams who haven't given up any points. So they're they're at a lofty 10. So we'll see. I'm going to let you pick first, though. My 
here here's my pre preconceived notion that I had thinking about this game in the injuries that you had. Oh, Watson's playing Chicago. I hate that. Oh man, Mikey's in team, Chicago at one o'clock too. Mikey's team is just not in in the shape to win this game. Now, all right, Mike Davis comes back. And or sorry, let's say McCaffrey doesn't play. I know we wanted to talk about this too a little bit in the pregame, like in our um, NFL talk. Is McCaffrey may not play again this week, even though he's off the the ankle injury. He has another injury. I know. Big Bob Tanyan, yeah, Jacobs messed up. A Rob's got a Q. Uh, I think I'm still still picking you, despite what I see on the on the scoreboard. I don't see I didn't see a story in Lapia's lineup that said this is playoff football by HHC. I think his fate's gonna be sealed or determined by Big B and the rest this week. So I think that this game comes down to Derrick Henry versus the Jags, which I, I texted you and I, I told you this earlier this week. I'm feeling if I had to pick Derrick Henry to be playing one team in a must-win matchup, it's the Jaguars in December. Yep. Like, Which that is the that. only thing I wish it was Thursday night. But I feel like Henry always just murders the Jags, just kills them. On national television. Yeah, I don't think that's a national TV game, though. One o'clock? No, no, I'm way. just saying. He, yeah. It, it always especially, happens. Yeah, especially when it, it's always a Thursday night game, and he always, like, has a monster run. And I think he's going to be running angry. He came off a fumble. He struggled for him, like by his standards last week. He only had 60 yards rushing. No real reception work. So, I don't know. I think they're going to get back and just want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Yeah, that that game could, could get ugly pretty quickly, I think. Yeah. And there's no no doubt about it. you like you like Henry in that match. I'm going to lock it in. I'm going to lock in Connor punching your ticket to the playoffs. I'm not, so I'm not picking myself with confidence, but I am picking myself. Also, there was just a tipped pass in the Rams game, which I thought was going to be intercepted, but it was not. So, but <laughs> force a punt. So K makers gets the ball back and gets to go further now on the field. So that's cool. We like that. Yeah. All we right. Next, that. next yeah. big game. Sproul side. Gotta wonder what kind of moon we're gonna get to impact the tide. Can they play spoiler against Big B and the rest? Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That big stack, you know what it could do. It's on the road at Detroit. Massive game for them. When we think about Big B and the rest in that team, we think Rodgers, we think Adams. James Rod- Robinson's got a cue. AJ Brown's gonna got play. a cue. Definitely gonna I, play. They're both gonna play. Now, where can TC? Take care of business this week. If McCaffrey well, plays. If McCaffrey plays. And okay. Young Ho. Young Way. Mr. Koo. Like, legitimately, I mean, this is a joke, but it is a little bit of seriousness to this. Is he six and seven right now if it's not for Koo? I don't want to. I don't. I, <laughs> it took me a second yeah. to process. Have you, looked at it, have you looked at his game log? Is it that good? Dude, he's been a running back, like, a high-level running back, too. 126 points by Mr. Koo. So Mr. look at this. Chew. 11, 20, 11, 11, 13, 2, 
17, 11. He missed a game, 8, 15, 7. Like, if you're telling me that that's what you're getting from your wide receiver two or running back two spot, like, you are very happy. He's getting that from his kicker every single yeah. week. That's, that's because huge. of the Matt Ryan red zone woas that yep. we've been seeing every single week. Yep. Also, I do want to say that um, Dan can get in with a loss. Yeah. He needs, uh, yeah, he needs Mikey to win. So if he loses and Mikey wins, he gets in because he's, he will, out, he has more points than me. So I don't know if I said that earlier, but just wanted to make sure. I think I said the only way Dan can get in was a win. Um, that's a, that was wrong. So don't you worry. We got it all hand covered up, here. Hand up. I was wrong. Um, yeah. I, this is, I'm picking Dan. I think that the Rogers Adams stack against Detroit, that defense is not good. Um, so I'm, I'm taking big B. I think that I also don't think McCaffrey plays. So losing that 18 out of the projection is really going to hurt. Um, I mean, being able to slide in a guy like Claypool or geo right now is fine, but you're never going to be able to replace McCaffrey. And I do feel bad for him. Like it really sucks. If he would have been able to find his way in and then bring back McCaffrey for the playoffs would have been incredible, but I think it just kind of fell the wrong way with kind of how Drake was struggling earlier. Yeah. Cookie cookie did not crumble in his favor. It was low tide in the beginning of the year. You know, we, we know the tides change. They changed in his favor. He's had a great second half of the year would have been a great story, but just a couple, a couple other teams been more consistent as the year has been going on. And um, he'll definitely look to bounce back again next year. Um, I, I do, I do want to cover all the games. We, we won't spend as much time on all of them, but I do think it's important to note Whalen's going for 11 wins. I think that's big for him. This has been a great year. Definitely coach of the year, Chris Whalen, you know, after agreed after not seeing the playoffs too much, not seeing really too much, anything better than 500 football and, and butter. He's really had a great team. Meatball subs have been served and. Can't wait to see what he could do this week. He's got a decent matchup against Luke. It's been a tough year for Luke. Yeah, he'll be back next year. Um, but no, I'm I'm picking Waylon. His team is good. His team is right now not a team I want to face in the playoffs at all, if I can get in, which is who I would likely be playing. I mean, if I get in, I'm playing Waylon. So I'll deal with him next week, hopefully. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Good, good for way. I, good for Waylon. I, I think the team we don't want to face in the first round is is Dan Dell's team. Cook, Eckler, healthy oh. Mostert, Hopkins, Thielen, Herbert. I, we'll see. I mean, realistically, any team who makes the playoffs out of the four, four out of the six are all going to be very good teams. So maybe, maybe I'm speaking more so, own. more so for myself. I, I can't face yeah. Waylon the first week. You know. Yeah. So unless, you don't have to worry about him for another two weeks. Unless Mikey wins and I lose, I face Mikey. But, hold on. Can you get past? No. I Dan, have a 140-point lead on Dan. Yes, you do. Wow, you have a lot of points. I had a great That's year. Nice. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know I'm handing out Coach of the Year awards. <laughs> Willy nilly to, to Whalen, but under the microscope, I, I just like last year in terms of the pace that I was on, just another dominant year points scored wise. It's also um, convenient that he had under 12, 1200 points against, but that's fine. That's fine. If I have over 1500 at this point in time, 
You don't look yeah. at the points against because I've earned it. No, you're fine. I It'd be like if uh, if we were thinking about like if Aaron Cass made the playoffs, we'd be saying where's where's your points for, where's your points against type thing. Hundred percent correct. All right, next game. We, I'm I'm wailing to. Are we picking the same teams here? I picked you. I picked Dan. You picked. Yeah. All right. Um, where do we go? Where do we go? Battle for last place. It's Bruce's bunch versus D's. If D's loses, I think he's definitely going to come in last. This has been. Tough year for both of them. Brucey wins when he wins because he wins. Uh, I mean, I think he might he... be able to get to seven and seven, which is how bad Lamar's been. Uh, not that bad. I mean, look how good AP's been. I mean, when you have a running back one like AP, mm-hmm. you know, and he's knocking guys off like the commission, I mean, that's awesome. Good for him. You're right. Um, in that game, I'm most likely going to be taking Noah to get to seven and seven, and finish the year at 500. So, this is where we disagree. I am taking Marsan. Wow. Here we go. I think that, well, he's, you got to think he's switching out Snell for Connor. Um, and so I just, I, I like him a little bit more. I okay. think he's got some higher upside players this week. That's fair. I'm picking Noah just because of the, the brand of why he wins yep. games. It's not because his team. I did good. mention that last week, by the way. I, I, I know. That. I know. You put a curse on me. I did. Jared Garf. Good scramble. Third, third and four there for the go. Rams for those watching. End of the first 10 nothing Rams. Last game, we're going to fly over to Mahomes' bunch. There's a there's a realm of opportunities where I get to eight and six here. Mm-hmm. Mahomes and Tyreek Hill facing the second best stack in football or the best stack in football, if you will. I think Mahomes and Hill are one A to Rodgers and Adams, one B. And I get to face them again. So good for me. I'm in trouble, but the rest of Dana's team, that it's not been good all year. We know that. Connor had a stroke. Did you not just see what just happened? I'm watching. We're watching live as, wow, that's an amazing play. Yeah, it does that stand. Oh, wait, what's Goff saying? What do we got? What do we got? Does okay, well, just one he's down. Ass crack there. So that is a pick, but he is down. Why did they let him run that back? Whatever. So no, it's not a pick six. It is an interception. Or are they going to say Woods has that? I don't know if they're going to give him possession there. Watching a controversial catch. We're going to lock in our last pick here. I'm going to yeah. pick me. Yeah, I'm picking you as well. All right. I just don't – I don't know. I mean, it's Mahomes, though. He could easily win. Yeah. For the Butter Association, it's been a great year. What, good luck in four, week 14 to the three teams in the race. Set your lineups. We'll see you in a quick, hot minute. Then it's playoff time. Melting pot dynasty. See you in two. Yeah. Over steal the show 74. No, stole, uh, no show stolen. A little bit of a word jumble. Had the lineup to potentially do it on the bench after he set his optimal lineup. New England Death Knights, 144.8 over 142. The Marty Bird Enterprises. Bill Cosby Sleepers, 207 over TK Yardwork, 136. TK Yardwork on the back of Big Ben. Clinched points for record for the season by five points over Drunk JD. Heartbreak in the podcast studios. Fishing for gold. 
Big win. That's how you clinch in style. 171 over Studs R Us, 135. Studs R Us would have clinched if they faced always up to Sutton by two points. That hurts. Last game, Bayou Boys, 196 over Perkis Power. Team Perkis, 125. They fall to 10-3 and three on the year. The, the best record on the season goes to Team Perkis. Welcome to Week 14. Welcome to the playoffs. We're back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So even with the loss, you still get the buy. I told which, you I was getting no, by. No, I, I told you. I get it. I'm just saying that, like, it's crazy to me that there wasn't another division winner with a better record. I mean, I get it. There is one, but, like, I don't know. Just based on how things were going in Dynasty, I'm just a little surprised at 8-5. and five. Oh, oh, oh. That's Yo, defensive scoring. Go. That's defensive scoring. Go, 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 go. Get in the end zone. That See, I told you the Rams defense is better than the Steelers for fantasy. They make plays. We were talking yes, about this off that air. That is huge. The Rams make plays on defense. If you have the Rams defense and you are in the playoffs in fantasy football, please take a look at the calendar. Please pull your pants down and get excited because they are playing. The New York Jets. Week Your 15. New York football Jets. And yes, for be... you guys, for the melting pot only listeners, I'm um, sorry. I am playing for my playoff life in Butter Association and have the Rams defense. So that was huge for me. So sorry. Continue. Listen, it's huge for everybody. Okay. If you're not watching football on Thursday night, not watching football on Monday night or Tuesday night, you're not a gamer. You're not in the game and you don't deserve to be. We no. got an excellent spread of two marquee playoff matchups here in the pot. We could dedicate a little extra time to them. Only two matchups we're going to go through are the playoff matchups. Intercontinental, interdivisional rivalries being set. The stage is here. It's TK Yardwork on the road. Uh, on the road? That doesn't make any sense. No, it's Marky P on the road. If you take a look at the way the bracket is set, Vegas is setting this game at a 17-point spread in the favor of the yard work. And on the other side, it's going to be APD home against Glenny Balls, always up to Sutton. What will they be up to in week 14? What are your thoughts? So which game do you want to break down first? What game do you want to go through? Let's go through Let's go through the Bayou boys on the road, TK yard work. So my immediate thought looking pretty much matchup against matchup. Um, you got big Ben taking on Baker. That's a win right there for TK. I think Baker Monday night football against the Ravens. I know that he's been playing better lately. The commercial man has been okay. And he had a monster week last week. Don't know if that continues against Baltimore. That's going to be very, very tough to duplicate. Um, so I'm I'm leaning Big Ben there. I assume are you are you with me on that, or do you have any other thoughts? Sunday night football, love it. Prime time for Big Ben yeah. on the road. Buffalo Baker's under projected at seventeen and a half. You think so? I do. Team's nine oh. and three for a reason. Baltimore is not dominant right now. They look pretty good. I know it's a Cowboys. They look pretty good the other night. Yes. And yes, to both things you said. Yes, they look good. Yes, it was the Cowboys. Listen, if their offense plays, that's great. That's great for Baker. Baker's going to have to throw the football, and he's going to have to make plays. So I like it. And they're home. 
not that home field advantage matters in 2020, but they are home. Yeah, I like that. So who are you taking then here? If you had to go, if you're going on quarterback versus quarterback, who who's your pick here? Baker. Baker. Ooh. All right. Next, we got J-Rob taking on Zeke. I'm taking James Robinson. I feel like you're probably – I would think you're probably going to be in lockstep with me. I mean, Zeke I think is definitely overprojected at 15. I think 17 for James Robinson right now is – makes sense uh, i kind of questioned it at first but that's mainly because it's like it's an undrafted guy but the more you think about it it's like yeah he catches five passes a game is gonna get is yards he, he is their offense is he the running back four in standard or ppr i think he's the running back four in both yeah in standard and ppr yeah 17 feels right uh they're gonna be they're gonna be chasing points this week i think titans are gonna play some good football Don't he's gonna get the, the ball He's going to get the ball. Good touchdown. Good touchdown upside. Uh, yeah. Like like his outlook there. Um, the, the, one, the, the one coming up, I'm actually going to take the upset potential of Nick Chubb over Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook's projected a little too high. At Tampa Bay, they play the running back well. And if we're being honest, he hasn't been lights out, and he's been a, a little banged up, so I'm kind of worried about him. This is a tough one. Um, I mean, he's been a little bit banged up. He played 87% of snaps and had 32 carries last week. So <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm I'm taking Dalvin. I know Tampa's a tough matchup coming to the East Coast. I just I don't feel the same way about the Browns going into Monday night as you do. I still think they might. I don't know. I I'm not feeling great. I still think the Ravens defense is pretty solid. They may have been looking past the Cowboys. I think even a little bit looking forward to kind of getting to this Monday night game against a division rival. Um, and also Dalvin, I I'm not picking against them. Number two running back in PPR number one in standard. I'm, I'm just, I'm not picking against them. If you had to say in the playoffs, who, you, who would you rather have cook or Chubb? I'm taking cook every time. Hmm. We'll see this week. I got Chubb PPR. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Um, next one's a little bit easier. I think I like Allen Robinson, but he plays. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't think we really need to dive too much into that. DK like Metcalf. That. I do like Mike Evans' matchup this week. Yes. Uh, I do think DK Metcalf is is who he is for a reason right now. Um, just taking a look. Gronk Waller, this is where I told you pregame. This mm-hmm. is where This is where the matchup really flips in the favor or against – Marky P, Darren Waller's the only other t- tight end besides Travis Kelsey and Big Bob Tunyon that could slate bust in, in point and a half right now. I'm only saying Bob Tunyon as a as a as a joke if you haven't picked up on that by now because he did it week four. Travis Kelsey is the only other guy. Dude, he had Waller had 51. Yeah, and and that's not out of the realm <laughs> of opportunity here. Their offense needs to run if if Jacobs is banged up. He's the locomotive of the Vegas Raiders. He's their he's their best offensive player when Jacobs isn't on the field. He's going to be the deal breaker here for Mark. I, I think this is where his game is won or lost. Okay, now I'm doing some research right now. Darius Leonard is he playing this week? Because I feel like he's been out, and so he's a big time. I mean, obviously he's a superstar. He is a big time playmaker. 
and he covers a tight end very well. So that is my only concern, which I'm trying to look it up right now and see if he's going to be playing. If he's playing, I think it might hamper him just a little bit. Um, but obviously, I mean, Waller over Gronk. I'm going Waller every single day of the week. But Agreed. we'll see. I, I can't find any news about him. But, yeah, I, I'm taking Waller head-to-head right now against Gronk. And then I think what we should do is just go flex versus flex here. Yeah. There's a couple places that I like, Mark, and there's a couple places that I like, TK. I like Gallman on the side of the flex there. Yes. I like Ronald Jones this week. You know, it, it could be anybody's ball game in Tampa Bay. I think they win this game on the field. But is it going to be Brady or is it going to be the run game? It could be Rojo. Yeah, we'll see. And, I mean, what's kind of nice for him, he's got Godwin, he's got Rojo, he's got Gronk. So, however that game goes, as long as the Bucks put up points, he's most likely going to be involved unless it's a Leonard Fournette game. So, I'm feeling good for him. I'm just going to say I'm I'm leaning TK. Yeah. That is going to be my pick. I think I prefer his flex more. I think the only spots where I feel confident picking Mark is Gallman over Crowder and Waller over Gronk. Also, Kirk over Dalton, even though Andy Dalton is projected higher. In a revenge game against Cincy. Agreed. I'm taking Kirk. Yeah, I'm taking Kirk in that one. But overall, I'm taking TK. I do think it's closer, though, than the 17 that the Vegas line has it at right now. Yeah, I think if we were playing the spread game here, you take Mark easily. You take Mark. Yeah, 17 is too much. Yeah, very, very very disrespectful. Yeah, very disrespectful. But I'm locking in TK yard work on the field. That they scored the most points this year for a reason. No reason why it stops. Yeah, no, it's just it's a good team. I'm picking football team. All right, game two. It's another intercontinental divisional splash. Fishing for gold, home, against always up to Sutton. What are they up to this week? Tell me. So, I know last game we kind of went head-to-head matchups. Um, my, I told you this when we were going through. I think that this game is going to come down to – actually, wait, that was for the other matchup in Dynasty. But I want to talk about Russell Wilson. Why is he projected 25? I know it's a Jets. Do you think he hits that? Are you taking over under 25 points for Russell Wilson's this week in four point? No, not in four point. Not until not until he throws four touchdowns yeah. again. And it could be this week and I could be dead wrong, but I'm not taking him until he has until he's a chef on the field. He's not cooking. Yeah. Might be overcooked. So you love that. You, you I do. You love I that. I do. One. That's your do. favorite line. That's, yeah, it is. So, I don't know. Do you want to go through these guys again head-to-head? Right now, just so you guys know, this is a 30-point spread. Um, APD is favored 162 to 134. Again, that might be a little little much, but I think – Yeah, but I do think that one has more of a blowout potential than – Oh, my God, Bill Belichick's – Okay, hold on, guys, real quick. So, Bill Belichick just pulled down his face cover. There was just a big hole. Just big hole right in the face mask that was like right over his mouth. Just, I don't know if it's for when he's trying to talk into the mic or what, but kind of funny. Um, just a funny picture. So 30, I think this game has a higher chance of being a 30 point blowout than the other game does to be a 17 point game. All right. Well, tell me why. Um, Carlos Hyde. 
We don't love Alan that. Lazard, and we don't Reed, love James Conner. Drew Locke. I don't. I don't love James Conner. Tim Patrick, he made a couple nice catches the other night. That's not a guy who I really want to have to be putting out there. Now, Tyreek Hill could e- easily score 50 again and just make me look like a fool. Um, CeeDee Lamb is good. Just don't know if he has the horses right now to be competing. Um, yeah. Oh, so. boy. I'm thinking one X factor, one X factor in this game. You know what it is? It's Ross Lockett. Yeah. What the heck does APD get out of Russ Lockett this week? If he gets 30 from them combined, would you be happy? Like if you're in his shoes, if you get 30. Combined? No, no, no. You're not happy. No. With how they've been? I feel like they have not been good lately. That's not what you're, that's not what you want. If you're APD, if you, if you get 30 from rocket and rocket and oh, wait, I kind of like that rocket. If you get 30 from rocket, that's luck. Oh boy. Here we go. (laughs) That's Russ plus locket equals rocket. If you get 30 from them, you lose this game. See, I don't think so. I think Aaron Jones going up against Detroit is in for a big, big day. I mean, Hopkins, Kisicki, Julio, Cole Beasley's been good. Kiki Kuti is just continuing to eat now that what's his, uh, Will Fuller suspended. Cobb is hurt. He played seventy five percent of snaps last week. Got nine targets. Put up a whopping twenty two points on um, there without a touchdown. So, also Teddy versus Denver, kind of a juicy matchup. So honestly, I'm there's a way where I think they win with Russ and Lockett getting thirty. I feel like right now I'd be fairly happy if you, if I got 20 points out of Russ and I got 10 out of Lockett, like I'm content with that. Like I'm not, it's not going to end my, like it's not going to end his chances. I think. Cause I mean, Russ hasn't broke 20 since week nine, 11, 20, 14, 16. So that sucks. Yeah, it does for as hot as he was. He just has not been good, but we'll see. I am locking in APD. He'll be happy to hear that and talk about that on the golf course tomorrow. Um, I I think this might have been a different story if if they were facing Shane this week. And that team that they put together, studs, they they rallied down the stretch. They were scoring points like they were going out of business. And definitely a little bit of a heartbreaking ending. Their heartbreaking ending for MJL cannot neglect the fact that they scored 1900 and where are we at 41 1941 points is that the mark yeah yeah they scored you no no they did not i had 1992 oh sorry I, that's math i got them reverse i thought it was 1929 not 1992 uh that's on me either way six and seven top five scoring team that's got to be disappointing Especially knowing, like, hey, man, if you made it, McCaffrey was coming back soon. Now he might not play this week, which I I don't know what would have been worse. But, I mean, you'd rather be in the playoffs, but that would have really stunk if if I'm the Death Knights. Yeah, not even, like, a better draft pick. He's going to have the seventh pick. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, I'm locking him in. I got APD. I'm with you there. And TK Yardwork, week 14 playoff hunt. Uh, Anything else from you? For Melting Pot, no. I'm ready to move on to uh, Dynasty. Well, I'm excited. We got one more league to recap for those hanging around with us. Quick break. Quick update. Ram 17-zip.
making a goal line stand on the Pats yep. heading into the second half. And uh, we will we will be back in two minutes. What the hell's going on out here? All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, real quick, going to go through Dynasty. A lot of um, after breaking my brain a couple times trying to figure out all the playoff scenarios really did not matter. Um, <laughs> everyone took care of business. None of the games were a crazy upset. Um, it was pretty much chalk across the board as I went six and zero on my picks. You went five and one because you picked TC against yourself as a, um, as a motivational tactic is, is that correct, Joe? Big motivational tactic. I had to tell my team that you better win games and show that you earned your way in. I didn't want to be a seven and six team in the playoffs. That's it. You know, we didn't win the division. Like I said earlier this year, Dan Dell. Eight and five, they've they've been trending in the right direction all year long. Um, they're going to be a tough out. I'm excited. We're happy to get to eight and yeah. five. We have we're in the dance. Chance to repeat. My chances to repeat looked better earlier in the year. I look motivational tactic. You better play the win the game if you're on my mm-hmm. roster this week. If you don't, we'll we'll be making changes in the off season. Yeah, so real quick, just going to give everyone a rundown on the scores. So Luke beat me. Luke clinches the sixth seed. He beat me 127 to 104, and once he did that, pretty much nothing else really mattered. What happened? Dan took down Mikey, 122 to 70. You took down TC, 132 to 122. Even though TC gets a number one pick, his team was pretty hot there at the end of it. Um, Brack Attack took down Deucer, 170 to 119. Um, Maddie the Tucks take down the fight in Kush Gordon's 172 to 84, and then TJ with just a score one on one taking down Kyle, who scored 85. Um, so he's just kind of, I think he's going to enjoy this first round by. Um, but yeah, so we got TJ and Bracken who wrapped up the first round buys. We got two very good, um, very, very good playoff matchups, I would say. We got you taking on Tucker and then we got Luke taking on Dan Dell, both of which I would say between Luke and Dan are probably the two hottest teams in the team in the league right now. Sure. Um, teams that pretty much won out. I feel like or, or won all the games they needed to at the end to make the playoffs, made some good moves and put themselves now into a good position. Um, so we'll start off there. So we'll kind of dive in real quick to Luke taking on Dan. Just give me one second while I bring this game up. So, do, do, currently, Vegas has it as a 134 to 132 game in favor of Dan Dell, following some moves where he picked up Deontay Johnson and James Conner, pretty much only trading away Kareem Hunt. So, we'll see how that goes. Real quick, instant thoughts on this game. Any, uh, any insight you want to offer? Oh, man, this is... Oh boy, this is tough. It is. Why don't you? Why don't you go first? So here, why don't we? Since there's not as many bench, not bench spots, but as many starting spots, do you want to kind of break these down head to head, player by player? To kind of, we'll go through there, and then we'll give our overall thoughts at the end. Yeah. Do you want to give out? We gave out a coach of the year award in the butter. Would you like to make an announcement for anybody in the, in the league? Who are you most proud of? I would say Tucker. Wow. I would say I would say Tucker coming in 
never playing dynasty, taking over a team that wasn't very active last year and going nine and four when the whole, the big piece on his team, when I kind of pitched him on joining was Zeke. Like, yeah, Hey, you get the team with Zeke and Zeke sucks this year. And he's nine and four. He's made good moves. He's put himself into a good spot. So I got to give him a lot of credit. It's always pretty much, I feel like coach of the year goes to rookie head coaches in the NFL guys who come in and take over a shit organization and make it into a, a winner. Um, I'm not saying that this team was shit last year, but it's nice to see, uh, to see Matt come in and kind of take the, take the league by storm. Seems a wagon right now. Agreed. It is. I mean, I mean, yeah, very much so. Team to wagon. Uh, I think what I'm most excited about this week is that like, okay, we just talked melting pot. 17 point spread, 31 point spread. These games are yeah. dead, dead heats. They're both the biggest spread right now is two. It's a dead heats. Game. That's exciting because we're literally just, you see, we're flipping coins here and making a decision. I think the games are going to be tougher to pick because eight roster spots versus 10 in the melting pot. And no super flex. Yeah. A lot less room for error when you're deciding on who the heck you're playing this week. So, mm-hmm. You better make your phone calls. You better phone your friends and get in your front front office. If you're going to make the right calls, get to week 15 here. This is going to be a tough week. Both games, dead even. Which game did you want to go through first? I wanted to go through Dan versus Luke. I wanted to save you versus the coach of the year for the for our kind of last uh, parting thoughts. Okay, okay. Dan versus Luke. We know that this game comes down to right off the bat. Off the top, it comes down to Mahomes versus Matt Ryan both on the road you got Mahomes taking on Miami who all of a sudden has a pretty good defense Matt Ryan taking on the Chargers who just got 45 piece by the Patriots um so we'll see <laughs> we, resident we've, Chargers uh, fan what are you what are your thoughts on this matchup between the two of them you see the jersey I'm pointing to Derwin I miss him yeah I he might help I, in this game I might not even have him as a charger long enough for that Jersey to be worth the purchase that I made. Mm-hmm. Look us. That's a great Jersey, by it the is. way, the white is strong. White always looks good. Um, yeah. I... <sighs> Mahomes, Matt Ryan's up there as a top play this week. Agreed. Chargers, their opponents, um, implied point totals per Vegas. They've been hitting the over on it every week. The Pats just put up 45 on us. Um, unless Matt Ryan's woas in the red zone continue, and it's a young way coup game. Matt Ryan's not bad in the playoffs here for Luke. Then it goes, no. Rob. You okay? Yeah, I was just saying, no, like he's not. Like he, he's oh. he's not bad. Like, no, he's good. <laughs> Sorry. My fault if that sounded weird. Um, I was going to see if I can get the implied points total for for that game. So, I mean, the 49 and a half point over under and two and a half for Atlanta. I can't do math, so I can't figure that one out. But he's, he's having a lot of points. He's having a, he's having a moment. Yeah. So a lot of points. So he's, they're projected probably about like 24, 25, 26, somewhere in that range. So, I mean, that'll be good. Or just a lot of young Waku. But yeah, back to, uh, we'll keep it rolling here. We got Robinson versus Taylor. Taylor's been cooking lately. Yeah, they're playing him. It's got another good matchup, yeah. too. Raiders just gave up 100 yards to Ty Johnson. Jonathan Taylor is a whole hell of a lot better than than Ty Johnson. 
Yeah, he definitely is. And we like James Robinson this week. I don't know. I don't think Taylor keeps pace with him. I don't know. I don't I don't think he does. I do think that he might be on a projected though at 13. Like I think that I think it I would call that more of a wash between Taylor and Robinson, I think. I don't know if that's crazy. That could be crazy, but I would consider that a wash. Yeah. I would lean a little bit towards Robinson, but close enough where I, I wouldn't get too worried about it. Okay. Um, all right, up next, we got Connor versus CEH, Clyde Edwards E. Lair. I'm taking Edwards E. Lair here. I just trust that offense a lot more than I do the Steelers right now, being able to put up a ton of points. I also just don't like James Connor. So yeah. <laughs> are you who are you who are you taking here? I will be taking Luke Amiot. Oh, <laughs> Yes, Luke is suiting up. It's the running back this week for the Chiefs with Edwards Elaire uh, uh, sick in Mike Goose again. We didn't even talk about that. We did not. <laughs> that was brutal. Like, I had him in one league where I started him and I needed to win in the playoffs. And I won by like a point because at the end of that Ravens game, they didn't review that interception because I was playing against the Ravens defense. Oh. So they didn't they didn't review it. I was winning by like one point at that time, and then the Ravens defense then gave up a touchdown, and then they went negative points on top of that. So, but I won because of that uh, no call interception, which I thought was definitely an interception. So, well, that's interesting. And you're referencing the Ceh goose right now. Mm -hmm. I think I take Ceh this week to score more than one point and score more points than. James Conner. Yeah, I agree completely. This next one I don't think is up for much debate. Thielen versus Adams. Nothing against Adam Thielen. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in football right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think it's close. Yep. Same thing, uh, I think, with the next, next matchup as well. We got Tyreek picking on Mike Evans. The most electric receiver in football. Yeah. He is the best and the fastest. So, and again, nothing, not, Mike Evans and Adam Thielen are great plays this week. Uh, just Tyreek is on a whole other level. I mean, he has the number one and number two receivers at, in fantasy, I would say, this year. Just on guys who I would want out there the most. Yeah. Yep. Like DK, DK might be ranked higher. Give me Tyreek and Adams. Um, up next, we got Evan Ingram versus Jordan Reed. Looking down at Luke's bench, he has Mark Andrews. So when he's been taken off the COVID list, so you got to think that he slots in Mark Andrews here, right? That might bump the spread up for Luke yeah. in his favor. So he, I will let you know right now, Mark Andrews is projected 12 and they got Jordan Reed at eight and a half. So yeah, it bumps it up to probably is a two point swing in favor of him. So it's not, it's not super crazy. I will say, assuming Mark Andrews plays, I'm taking him over Ingram. Ingram's good, but he's not. Like is it I I just don't like Evan Ingram. So extremely, extremely biased in that uh take. So yeah. Well, remember, fantasy points don't aren't prejudice on how it gets done. All that yeah. matters is that they get done. I take Mark Andrews in that matchup. 
my X factor of this game, we talked about it pregame. It's Geisen on the bench, actually. And if he finds the right way to get this guy into the lineup, Corey Davis is projected 15. He's been unbelievable this year for what Corey Davis wants to be. No, he's not. He's not like your superstar, but he's made a great comeback. Great matchup this week. I really think that playing him in the right spot is going to be what dictates the, the flow of a complete effort by his team this week. So, and I think you and I, um, we talked about this a little bit earlier pre-pod. It was, okay, you're either benching JK or you're dropping um, CEH out of the starting lineup. I think that Edwards, Alaire, and Dobbins are a bit of a wash. Like, they're just even right now in terms of kind of what they bring to the table. So I don't blame him for benching either. I think it's a tough decision to have to make. Gun to my head, though, I would I would pick Dobbins just because I trust that Chiefs offense a little bit more. You tr- you trust the Ravens run game a little bit more. I do, but I would bench Dobbins. Oh, you would bench them. Dobbins. Okay. Yeah, did I say I would start Dobbins? Pre pre pod, which I love that by the way. Yeah. Pre pod, I thought you said Dobbins. If if um, uh, I changed my mind. Yeah, I changed. You changed my mind. your mind. I'm, now. You talked me into Dobbins. All righty. Oh, this is what I was going to say. If you end up benching a guy like CEH, I am going to just laugh and laugh and laugh to the bank. I mean, I, you know, you knew I was for Corey Davis, too. You know, I was arrogant <laughs> all preseason against drafting yeah. him as high as he got drafted and, and redraft. Granted, this is dynasty. He's a great dynasty asset. You know, redraft, I stayed away from him. I'll be very happy to see him get benched in a playoff match for somebody mm-hmm. like. Dobbins or Corey Davis because he's just not producing right now and it's you need to play the team that's going to get you the most points he might not be be that piece we'll see no but we will so I'm leaning Luke here um I know a lot of the matchups we picked also I mean I'm taking Mahomes over Matt Ryan I don't know if we even needed to say that um so Mahomes I think is the x factor in this game but I mean if he's throwing all his touchdowns to Tyreek that just only helps Luke so that's just another reason why I'm picking Luke. So yeah, I'm I think it'll be close in here. I, teams yeah. are buzz off. They if they all go off, that team is uh, like when you're playing the slots, like your your triple sevens here. Mm-hmm. It could just be Luke's face smiling. Like if you land on Luke's face three times, that line pays three times to the dealer, and I think he's gonna walk away with the win here. And Vegas all likes right. it too, so we'll see. If he puts in Mark Andrews, yeah, Vegas will <laughs> like him. Right now, Dan is favored. Dan, oh, not, Dan. not Connor's having another Wait, moment. Did... Sorry, I'm busy you watching. You said Dana. Pick Dan. Yeah, I picked Dan. Oh, no, no, I pick okay. I pick Luke. Oh, I gotcha. Yep. Sorry if I said Dana. So <laughs> moving on here, we got coach of the year taking on the reigning champ. Hey, we're back at, so, at the table. Like I said, that's where we wanted to be. Just make it. Just just make the playoffs. Not just win. Just make the playoffs. That's all that matters. Whatever happens from there happens, and you can't really be too upset as long as you're at the table. So this is a tough matchup, too. Yeah, this it's is tough. Two very evenly matched teams. I think I would flip the projections between Rodgers and Wilson. I don't think Russ is going to hit 30 this week. If 
if he does, if I get Russ back, that's my X factor. Mm-hmm. What do I get out of Russell Wilson this week? Yeah, and I don't, I don't think you get that thirty. Um, I do think Rogers this week. So to kind of peek ahead to your second flex option right now, which is only because of the times of the games, um, you have one Mr. Aaron Jones there, and then he has Aaron Rodgers. So one of the two Packer Aaron's, whoever goes off is going to win this game. I think that one of them is going to go insane this week against Detroit. Um, the I'm analytics, yeah. the analytics favor the running back. Agreed. I mean, they've given up, what was it? Six games where they've given up three rushing touchdowns to running backs and no team has done that. Aaron Jones is a magnet for the end zone. Yeah, he is. I, he's the most efficient running back. I think I've ever seen outside of Kamara. Uh, no, Kamara. Camaro's Austin Eckler, please. When he's on the field, he's also hyper efficient. Yeah, but Jones is just doing it with carries more than anything else. I feel like I know I see your face. You're cheesing hard right now. So I got to hype up my boy. Well, speaking of Eckler, then we got him matched up against Swift. I have his jersey in this matchup. Navy blue. (sighs) Home against Atlanta. Yeah. Got to get right. Herbert's got to get him the football. I'm taking Eckler versus Swift. Yeah. That's bias. And I think that's just, that's the, just a smart pick. The numbers show the story here, but Swift is good. I need him back on the field though. I need him healthy. It's not like he's dealing with a soft tissue injury, unless you want to call the brain soft tissue. And that's what he's dealing with there. Yes, I got him. The brain soft tissue. He's dealing with a little bit of a soft tissue injury because he maybe doesn't, he got knocked back in the last year. He doesn't know where he is. Clearly his concussion was severe enough where he's missing multiple football games. Yeah. And especially, I mean, what AP said last week is kind of very scary, but what did he say? I'm, when he was just like, oh, I forget the exact quote, but it was pretty much like Swift is not like he hasn't looked like himself. So he's going to be taking another week or two to kind of get back in the swing of things. Huh. Interesting. And I trust his word because AP is also the guy that's AP. like, I can't believe I can't believe that guy was still playing behind me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, he's he's I like AP a lot. That's hard As a teammate, to. big teammate guy, like rooting for his guys. You know what I mean? Got to mm-hmm. love that. It's not like Frank Gore where it's like Frank Gore's getting 20 touches. But even then, I think Frank Gore would admit if DeAndre Swift was behind him. Like, yeah, no, Swift is. I know, I know, I know. But Gates wouldn't recognize that. So now we got Zeke versus Drake in the story, I think, of two of the most disappointing backs who have been healthy most of the year. Is that fair to say? Uh, Take a look at uh, Drake's game splits for me. Game log it. Bringing it up right now, Chief. He had a bad core of the season right before the bye week. Last three weeks, 16-24. Touchdowns. Big touchdown upside. Yeah. No, Tyler hasn't been running. If they get on the goal line, yeah. it's been it's been Drake. Drake's been his receiving his receiving work too, though, has been a little disappointing. Oh, a hundred percent. But his touchdown upside's there. Yeah. My coin flip here, barring Swift. If Swift's out, I I slot in Gallman, no matter what. Which is good. I mean, he just he didn't score last week, but the Giants run game right now is very good and they just score every week on the ground. Yeah. Who who ended up scoring last week? Was it Alfred Alfred Morris, Morris twice after Gallman had the sixty yard run? The vulture. Alfred I think Morris. Gallman is the front runner to see the football field for Kamesh. 
Not if, I'm not the commissioner this week. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I know. I know what you meant though. Is that even if Swift? I mean, I assume that's only if Swift is out. Correct. No, no. The the coin flip is going to be between Drake and Goldman. Yeah. I'm waiting for Kyler to get right, and when he gets right, Drake's going to take a hit unless he's passing it to him. But I'm talking about Kyler. He hasn't run. done. Yeah, I'm no, talking about I mean, Kyler's run game. If that gets right, you know, Drake's going to take a big hit. I need to just accurately predict when that's going to happen. Granted, I'm literally just taking educated guesses. Yeah, that's all you can it. do. That is all you can do. Um, so I'm going to lean. I'm leaning Zeke here over Gallman or Drake, whoever you have in here. But it's not a confident one. I think that it's it could be more of like a toss-up. We'll see. I'm going to ride with my guy. Give my guy some confidence. That's good. You Whoever it that. is, I give him confidence. So next up, Keenan versus Calvin. I'm taking Keenan. Um, Ridley's been been very good. I uh, just think Keenan Allen is a stud. He's the wide receiver four in PPR. There's his jersey right there. Another guy we talked yeah. about. I'm facing my Chargers this week. For a lot, a of, lot of Chargers. And a lot of former Chargers, too. Oh, boy. Ridley has been biggest disappointment this year for me. So he's wide receiver six in standard, but only number 12 in PPR. He's still technically a wide receiver one. But his game splits show me that I shouldn't be disappointed, but I am. Yeah, I like I'm not getting big touchdowns. If Ridley throws, was your like, wide receiver too, I feel like you would be very, very happy. Yeah, I was even happy with Tyler Boyd as my wide receiver too until Burrow got hurt. Like good young, like I have two good young receivers. You know what I mean? I don't have a Justin Jefferson. I don't have um, CeeDee Lamb. But Ridley, Ridley and Boyd are young prospects, just as young as you need them to be for my, longevity. So my only concern. My only concern with that is that are those guys just their ceiling is more like the wide receiver 12, like a high end wide receiver two. There's nothing wrong with that. That's very good, but it leaves a little something to be desired. I think where you're like, ah, just, you know, I wish he was maybe a little bit more consistent or I wish that they had more like Boyd, I think is ultra, ultra consistent, um, which is crazy. He's wide receiver 16 in PPR, but like, I know I have him and I really want to be looking to trade him unless it was for like a lot and melting pot, but Ridley is technically better, even though I feel like he's been a lot more inconsistent. So yeah. Makes that sense. goose. Also that goose against green Bay also kills him. Yeah. I'm taking Keenan and I'm taking Justin Jefferson. I don't even need to discuss. Yeah. The, the next one. Yep. All right. Waller Tunyon. I'm taking Waller. Yep. Carson versus Gordon. Give me Carson though. And Jones versus Crowder are going to be Jones. Yeah, Jones, yeah, yeah. Jones I, by far. I do my damage in my leagues with the run game. I've been able to develop strong running back cores mm-hmm. in, in the leagues. I, I've i been weak at receiver in the 11 leagues that I'm in. I've been weak at receiver in all 11 leagues. It's not, it's not even close. Like, it's not even a joke. Like, my strategy this year was get three running backs, get out of the first three rounds. Some leagues I paid the price, some not, but. My my way I win this week is whatever Russ does and my running backs does. Yeah. Go from there. If, if Aaron Jones scores three touchdowns like he might, yeah, you win. But So I really want to take Tucker. I just believe more in Aaron Jones this week than I do Rodgers. So I'm going to be picking you, but it's not very confidently. Um, 
I think that there's, I mean, he's favored. There's easily a way for Tucker to win this game, but I just, I think Aaron Jones is going to be too good. Aaron Jones, definitely big play potential. There goes James White at the end of the half. Big run. I bet you it's going to get called back. That's going to suck for APD. It was like a 50-yard run. Was it really? Yeah. I mean, what difference does it make one? Uh, I mean, the game's over. Points, points. No, I know. Oh, what's the flag? So I just watched it. Let's see. All right. Now he's limping. What do we got here? What do we got? And by the way, I'll be picking me confidence pick. Confidence. Nice. I I just got to be confident in the boys. So in the playoffs, you got to pick your team. If you don't, why'd you make the playoffs? Exactly. Exactly. So, all right. Now we got halftime. Halftime. We're going to be wrapping up things here. It's been a fun year doing the pod, staying consistent. Um, Do you have any favorite moments from the pod this year? Oh, I think the all of our moon talk with Wolf Fuller, RIP. RIP to the moon talk. Yep. There's been okay. a couple times that I've gotten you to just like laugh out loud by accident. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's listening and wants to make us like a highlight tape, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I could probably do that, but I don't know if I have the time for that. So <laughs> just to give everybody a quick update, um, if anybody's interested at the current score of the game for me versus Mikey, I'm beating him 27-9. and nine. Shout out the Rams defense for the pick six. Cam Akers for 112 yards in the first half. Cooper Cup done Jack Diddley. Um, but we'll see. We'll see you guys next week. Um, I got nothing else, Joe. Oh, we're going to move it on. You know what time it is. Week 14 playoffs are here. Butters wrapping it up. You know the drill. Melting pot. Dynasty. Butter Association. We're happy to have you here. It's the churn. You know what to do. You set your lineups. Leagues.